Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Continuing our series of Sermon Extras podcast, we're here in 1 John chapter 2. This past Sunday, we looked at the first six verses, and we focused our attention upon obedience and how important obedience is to our own souls so we can have the tangible proof that we belong to Christ. But we also looked at how important it is to actually following Jesus for his sake. That obedience pleases him. Obedience is the gift that you and I can give to him. So it's proof of our heavenly citizenship, but it's also a gift that you and I can give to Jesus. And so obedience is crucial. It couldn't be more important in the Christian life. And so we focused our attention on obedience, but I want to focus my attention, our attention today on one thing that is found in 1 John 2, chapter 5. And I just want you to listen to what he says here. John says, whoever keeps his word in him, truly the love of God is perfected. I like that idea. When I look into the word of God and I see the word perfected, it brings peace to my soul. I think Janine, my wife, would say that I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I hold myself to very high standards. I don't like when I don't meet the standards I set for myself. And unfortunately, that even goes to how sometimes I treat other people is my high standard actually goes to other people and I end up treating people probably not as they should be because they don't meet the standard that I have set for them. And it's, it's something I just sort of deal with. Sometimes it's, it's really bad when I get stressed and sometimes it's, it's not as bad. <laughs> but one thing that is common in my life is I do hold myself to a high standard because I believe scripturally that God holds us to a high standard. And I think by looking into the scripture, it's just something I have to hold myself to because of my past tendencies to be lazy and complacent and lukewarm in the Christian life. It's almost like a, a safety for me now to hold myself to a really high standard. But again, sometimes I told you that gets out of balance, unfortunately. But I'm going to be honest. When I looked at verse 5 and saw this phrase, in him truly the love of God is perfected, I get a little excited. <laughs> I like seeing that phrase. I like the truth that is there. And the reason I'm bringing this up, one of the reasons is because I made a very big blunder this past Sunday when speaking from 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 to 6. And again, I, don't, I hold myself to a high standard, and sometimes it gets out of balance, and sometimes I'm too harsh on myself and other people. But this past Sunday, I actually did make a pretty big blunder. When speaking on 1 John 2, 1 to 6, I, I forgot to read the text before I dove into speaking about it. And I can tell you all the reasons why I think that happened, but they're really not important. It's just neglect. I just thought I had read through it and I didn't actually read through it. And so I began teaching on this passage without actually laying the text before the people I was speaking to. And that's a pretty big blunder when you're a pastor because your whole point in speaking is to speak the word of God, not your own opinions. And although I do think the entire sermon was saturated in God's truth and what he wanted me to say, because I did give a lot of preparation to that. Not reading the passage is a pretty big blunder. And so when I was driving home after speaking about that and I realized I had done that, it's like all I could think about. I couldn't let my mind at ease knowing that I had forgot to read the passage of scripture before I taught on it. And it kind of affected me all day. And I just, I kind of even confessed to God that I, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> don't let me make the mistake again. But what, again, when I look at this passage and I see this phrase, whoever keeps his word in him, truly the love of God is perfected. For a person like me, that excites me because I love when things are perfect. I love when there is no option for failure. And I know what it's like when I fail, and I know what it's like when I fail publicly. It's not a good feeling. 
And of course, I, I fail even more than I fail on the Sunday on any given day. I do not hold myself to a high enough standard, actually, because God's standard is much higher than mine could even be. But this phrase here in 1 John 2 is such a sweet promise. On Sunday, we focused on a lot of the, the hard things that John brings up about not obeying and not keeping the commandments of God and how if we don't keep the commandments of God, then we don't have any proof of who we really are. We don't have any proof that we're really Christ's or we have any heavenly citizenship at all. So we had to look at that because it's in the text. But there is one very sweet promise in here that I'd like to focus our attention on today. And that is, that is, whoever keeps God's word. And notice the perfect is not applied to that. It doesn't say whoever keeps God's word perfectly, the true love of God is perfected. It says whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. That's a very significant difference. Because like a person like me could look at that and go, oh my word, I have to keep the word of God perfectly in order for God to love me. But that's not what it says. What it says is whoever keeps his word. And if you read First John, he's going to bring up this idea of practice. As it's like a theme in your life, to practice something means you do it all the time. It's a practice. It's a theme. It's, it's not something you do perfectly, but it is something you do consistently. And so I think that language can be applied to this passage as well. You could say it this way. Whoever practices keeping God's word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. And again, that's a very sweet promise because God is saying to us today that if we will abide and obey his commandments today, you and I have proof that we have God's perfect love. Think about that. Perfect love. There's no option for failure there. There's no option for even less than 100%. It's full, perfect love from God. And the only condition to you and I having that is simply obedience. Not even perfect obedience. Not that we shouldn't strive for perfect obedience. I think from First Peter chapter 1 says, be holy as God is holy. So we should strive for perfection in the Christian life. I think that's a really good thing to do is leave the bar where God has set it and strive to get there. But understanding that along the way we are going to slip and fall. And this promise for us is meant to be a sweet reminder that when you and I practice obedience and we practice the commandments of the Lord and we practice being devoted to Jesus Christ and walking in truth and walking in the light, God wants us to know that when we do that, we have the proof of God's perfected love in us. Wow, what a statement. To know that God loves me perfectly, and I have proof of that when I obey, that God doesn't kind of like me. He doesn't just lump me in like a, you know, an adopted child and just kind of treat me, you know, with somewhat respect and somewhat love. But when I keep the word of God, that means I follow his son. And if I follow his son, according to scripture, God is mine. I am his. God loves me perfectly. God has perfectly cleansed me. And he wants me to know that because knowing that I've God's perfected love does so much to give me peace and security in this life. And I want you to understand that today, too, that the goal, at least from this passage today, isn't perfect obedience. It's practicing obedience. But the promise given to us is that when we do practice obedience, we can know that you and I have God's perfected love. God is not ashamed of us. God is not wishing he had picked someone else. God is not condemning us. God is not judging us. God is not telling us how wicked we are. When we walk in truth, God's love is perfected in us. He loves us as much as love could possibly be given to a person. Isn't that an awesome thing to know? That's something that you and I can carry around today, that God's love is perfected in us. 
that because of what Jesus has done on the cross, because of the ability he's given us to walk in truth, and because of our decision and our choice to walk in that truth, we know we have perfect love. And you and I can sleep at night with peace and security. We can go throughout our day not wondering if, you know, if we're in a car accident, if we're going to stand before the Lord today, and he's going to go, you know, I don't really love you. You and I can have the peace and security today that God not only loves us, but we have his perfect love. Perfect. 100%. Everything God could love us with, we have it because we walk in truth. And it should also give us courage to walk in truth because I want that promise applied to me. I want God's perfect love. And I don't think John is saying this is how you get the perfect love, but he is saying this is how you prove you have the perfect love. And there was a time in my life that I didn't have that proof, a long stretch of time, unfortunately, that I didn't have the proof of God's perfect love in my life. And often when I didn't feel that perfect love, I would I would question, I would doubt, I would find very, very scary thoughts and dreams I was having because I didn't have the peace and security of God's perfect love. And it was interesting that I, I knew I needed that, I knew I wanted that, but I didn't take the time to search for it. It was a long stretch of time, unfortunately. But now that I've understand this truth, now that I have been walking in truth for several years now, and I've tasted of this knowledge and this peace of God's perfected love in my life, there's nothing I can go back to. I can't go back to the world. I can't go back to a place in my life where I don't have God's perfected love. I can't have it. And I want you to understand that too, that you can't live without it. You can't live without God's perfect love, and you can't live without the knowledge that you have God's perfect love. They're both incredibly essential to walking with courage and confidence and peace and security in your life. Because if you don't have this perfect love, everything is scary. Everything. Death is scary. Man is scary. Our own abilities are scary. Our own shortcomings are scary. But when you have God's perfect love, everything is at peace. And the picture I get is in Matthew chapter 8. Man, that's such a cool passage. In Matthew chapter 8, Jesus is in the boat with his disciples and a really bad storm comes upon them. It says in the passage that the waves were crashing into the boat, like coming into the boat and flooding the boat. And the disciples are terrified by the storm, just like each of us probably would have been. The interesting thing about this text is that Jesus is asleep in the boat while this is happening. That while the thunder and the lightning are cracking and while the waves are coming into the ship and everybody is terrified and yelling, Jesus is asleep. And you know why I think Jesus is asleep? I think two reasons. He was exhausted from ministry. I think he uh, probably fell asleep very easily in those days. But second of all, I think he knew who was in charge. He had perfect peace that the storm was not going to kill him, was not going to kill his disciples because he's the author of the storm. He had perfect peace that the storm was in control. And there's the illustration for you and I, that when you and I know we have the perfect love of God, even when the storm gets rocky in this life, it has before and it will again, we can have perfect peace that God is in control. Not only that God is in control, but God is in control of our soul and that God's perfect love is there watching over us, watching out for us. And the devil himself can't even do anything about that. God is keeping us. And I look into this passage today and I find a lot of confidence and I find a lot of courage to go, if God's love is perfected in me simply by me walking in truth, then two things need to happen. I need to continue to walk in truth because that's the whole point. That's how I find and keep that knowledge of perfect love. But secondly, I should do bold things. I should do very, very bold and courageous things because nothing can harm me. I mean, imagine if you knew you had that power. Imagine if you could walk around this day and knowing that literally nothing could harm you. Nothing. 
Not a car accident, not jumping off a building, not somebody shooting you or stabbing you. Nothing could harm you. Imagine the confidence you would have to live through that day. And although this passage is not saying physically nothing can harm us, it is saying spiritually nothing can harm us. And that's even more profound. That when you and I have God's perfect love, God is watching out for us. God's strong arm, God's almighty power, God's infinite sovereignty is there keeping us and holding us. And do you know how you know if you have that? Obey. Obey the commandments of the Lord. Because if you can obey, you have God's perfect love. And there is a horse before the cart here. And the horse is that you receive God's perfect love by turning to Jesus. You don't receive God's perfect love by obeying. So by the time you have obeyed or you can obey, you already have received God's perfect love. And we tried to illustrate that on Sunday. But the way that you know you have it, the way that you can test that you have God's perfect love is by obeying. If you can walk in truth, if you can look at his commandments and obey them and put them into practice, then this promise is true about you and about me, that we have God's perfected love. And that deserves some reflection. That deserves us looking at it and thinking about it and even praying and thanking the Lord for it. Because there's nothing significant you and I have to do to receive that perfect love. Jesus has done it all. But there is something significant we need to do in order to test that, in order to know that. And we need to set the commandments of God before us. And if you don't know what those are, I I encourage you to find the sermon we have on our website from the sermon, Obedience is Life. And we talk about what the commandments are. And I encourage all of us to set those commandments before us and strive to obey them in every area of our life. Have a high standard. Set those commandments before you. Don't fail. Don't fall. Don't neglect them. But also know that when you strive to obey, you're already perfected. Even if you don't reach the mark of perfection, Christ meant it for you. And when you strive to obey, when you walk in truth, you know that you have Christ's and God's perfected love in your heart and your life. And I hope that's clear. I hope that promise is sweet to you today. I hope that's encouraging and builds confidence and boldness in your life today to do bold things for the Lord. And really those bold things still are obedience because when you seek to obey the Lord, it's going to take some courage. There's going to be a lot of people who don't like that. There's going to be a lot of scary things you're going to have to do. There's going to have some some things that you're going to have to let go of and all of that you're going to need courage for. But the courage comes from this promise right here that whoever keeps his word in him, truly the love of God is perfected. Please dwell on that today. Think about that today and take that promise with you today to obey the Lord, to live boldly, and to have perfect security and peace in your soul. Blessings to you. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.